Hello, everyone, and we're live, episode 28 of the Fitness Business Growth Podcast. I'm here with Palma. How are you? Good. How are you? Really good. Today, we talk about from Palma's journey from working in the garage to working to a park to having a really successful gym, which is a great journey for anyone who is starting out who wants to transition from doing their course to starting outside to getting more serious and getting a facility. Cue the intro. Welcome to the Fitness Business Growth Podcast, a podcast run by gym owners for gym owners. My name is Mitch, and along with Jamie, we are your hosts, and we will be discussing all the important things that you need to run a successful fitness business. From marketing, to lead generation, to sales, to retention, to staff, and much, much more. So if you are a fitness business owner, then this is for you. We hope you enjoy the following episode, and we will speak with you soon. And Palma, we're back. All right, we're back. (laughs) back. And and may I say, Palma, it's quite rude. It's actually my birthday today, and you haven't wished me a happy birthday yet. Are you joking? Happy birthday. birthday. I hope I'm into Happy birthday. I didn't didn't advertise it in Slack, but I'm 34 years young. Oh, well, that's young. For what you've accomplished as well, that's really young. It's awesome. Well, thank you for that. Well, Palma, the question I ask everyone at the start of the podcast is to introduce yourself, the elevator pitch. Who is Palma and what do you do? All right, let's do it. So my name is uh, Palma. So basically I own a... gym studio called Bootcamp to You, which we do personal training, group fitness instructing, so classes, and we also do dance teaching and dance classes here. So it's like two businesses in one where we have the dance studio and we have a few dance teachers and then we have personal trainers and a few personal trainers in conjunction. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That's a lot of moving parts. And when did you get into the industry, Palma? Uh, I think I was about in 2017, so I got into like the fitness industry, but I just worked at like for the council, I worked in a few gyms teaching, uh, yeah, just teaching casual classes. And then in 2019, I started to do my own just one-on-one training at the park and yeah, really liked it and enjoyed it. And from one client, basically, I started to grow and I turned my garage into like a bit of a gym studio. And then we grew bigger. And obviously, I couldn't continue to do it at home because um, people, you know, coming to the house. Hey there, Pamela. Two people watching and we're frozen.
having a few issues with the internet. One second. And we're back. I just got out. Okay. That's all right. I can I can crop this in post. Right? Like, yeah. I'm an right, expert, expert marketer, expert salesperson, and expert video editor. Why well, I might say it. Thank God. Is it actually so, your birthday? It is my birthday. Yeah, oh, July 26th. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna hit me with that like that. It's also it's also our eight year anniversary in business, and I'm talking to oh, you. Wow. So it's a very very special day. Congratulations, that's really good. Good day. Let's let's talk about you. The garage yeah. to the park, you started to grow rapidly and, and what happened next? Yeah, so it's from the garage to the park started to grow um, rapidly. So I thought I've always wanted to uh, get a studio. So I found I started I actually got sick and I was in the hospital, like got my tonsils removed and everything. And during that time I had two weeks off. And I had Lara, which I had her start working for me from when I was in the garage, come in, take over, and yes, I had time to think. And I was like, I want to um, get a studio. So in that two weeks I was sick, I found a studio. And then within, um, what was it, within two months I came, it was like totally destroyed and renovated it all and opened it up on May 1st, um yeah, 2021. So, awesome. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. And when you're in the park, when you're in the garage, it's one thing. It, it is a busy, but it's probably more like a hobby. When you signed that lease and you said, I'm going to pay X amount of rent for X amount of years, what was that feeling like for you? Um, that was scary because I've never done that before. So, obviously, I was very scared, and there's a risk in everything that you do. So there's a risk that could go really good and there's a risk that could go not the best. But I was willing to do that because my mind is stronger than what, you know, you know, than all that fear. So I just said, I'm going to do it and I'm going to keep going until I succeed. Whether, you know, it's doing different things with marketing, doing different things with referral systems and yeah. just getting the name out there because, I know that what we do is really good. It's just getting the name out there more. So, yeah, that's basically, yeah, yeah just overcoming fear obviously was scary. Yeah, it's really, really great though because, like, I think your journey should be like the majority of trainers where you start in a local area, you build some mm -hmm. type of outdoor program, you might have a bit of a garage, maybe a community hall, maybe a school, and then once you have some traction, that is then when you sign the lease. So that was our exact journey with our first location. We started a boot camp. It was called Breakthrough Boot Camp. Now gyms are Breakthrough Active. And we mm -hmm. launched a boot camp. It grew, it grew, it grew. And then we needed the facility before people signed the lease and have no idea if that need is actually there. So I think you did it the right way, which is really, really exciting. Yeah, well, that's how I did it. it, it yeah. 
It seems to be working now, so thank God. <laughs> awesome. Thinking about signing the lease too, though, sometimes it can be scary, but it can force you to take action. And sometimes having that. Oh, absolutely. That I agree with that. Yeah. One thing I want to cover on this podcast, Pamela, it is my belief, and it's. I think in all business, there is a component of luck. And if Mitch and I got lucky for one thing, we use the word boot camp, breakthrough boot camp. I think the word boot camp is more famous than F45. But the difference is, is we're not going to pay for that word boot camp. But the reason why I love that word so much is it's associated with group training. It's associated with fun. It's associated with women. It's associated with $10 per session in the park. So if you advertise bootcamp to you or breakthrough bootcamp people assume it's three to four sessions a week $10 a session fun outdoor group training people know what it is that's, and that's why I love the word bootcamp and I, I hate when I see people call their gyms by their name Jamie Richardson Fitness who's gonna join there yeah yeah well yeah bootcamp to you do you know how I'll tell you how the name came up actually I um I had one client, like I said, when I started going to people's houses because I went to people's houses as well as at the park. And I had one client and she said, she got me another client. The second client came up with the name Bootcamp to you, actually. She said, Pama, you should start a business. I'm someone that sort of takes the action there and then. She said, you should start a business. You should call it Bootcamp to you because you are coming to us. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I've done it that day. <laughs> And, and, and she came up with the name, not even me. And did, you, and did you actually travel around doing boot camps to you or personal training to you for a while? Yeah, that's why it's called boot camp to you. And we still do it actually. We still go to some schools, we go to some clients' houses that have gyms. Um, so it's called boot camp to you because we used to always we used to go to you, or we used to bring the boot camp to you as well. Ooh. And we still do that as well. And we have a studio now too. So, yeah. That's so awesome. I uh, I will say that your gym is one of the nicest gyms I've ever seen in my life. When we started working oh, together, thank you. I couldn't <laughs> believe how well painted it is, all the art on the walls. How did you come up with that idea? And, like, how did you have a friend that did it or? So, yeah, so in my garage, I like colour, I like bright, I like fun. I don't like boring, even though I'm wearing black today. But anyway, the point is um, I like fun. So in the studio, in the home studio, I had it all graffitied and I had quotes on the wall. And I I have like a chalk paint where everyone can um, tag and write stuff. And I was like, you know what? I want to keep this going. I like the vibe. I want everyone to walk in and go, yes, this is fun. I don't want them to walk in and be like, you know, black walls, just that's it boring um so he came up with that my friend adam the dance teacher as well he had a friend that does graffiti and then his other two friends do graffiti and they do like like art on the uh, walls they've done it for other gyms so that's who done that there was three of them one um artist each wall there's three walls so that's how i came up with it just because i like the the color and i like that it's a little bit different uh yeah, so you walk in and it's already sort of set the tone. It's going to be loud. Oh. It's going to be fun. That's what the tone is. And that's that's why we train people. We're very loud. We, we pump the music. That's how it is. That's the style. Yeah. Going, <laughs> going back to being fun in the word boot camp, I, I just cannot stress the importance of how much I love that word boot camp. Like our first yeah. five locations were called Breakthrough Boot Camp. And this is going to sound ridiculous, but – when a new gym opens in town, I kind of get the feeling that people are like, ah, oh, another gym. There's another gym in town. There's gyms on every corner. 
But yeah. the word boot camp and boot camps are different. It's a different feeling, a different association with the word. So any gym owners out there, perhaps start a boot camp before you go sign that big lease and sign 150 grand for five years. 100%, yeah. Like you have to start, you need to actually build the the actual group first or at least the name because um, I we do personal training. So I've been doing it for almost seven years, personal training. So I've trained hundreds of people. So whether they've done one-on-one training or boot camp, they know that I do boot camp because of that. So that's and that's how it's growing too because it's you just got to spread the word. So it is a lot harder if you've never done anything and then you just go sign a lease and then you've got no clients, zero, and then you, you've started. So that's yeah. true. Mitch and, I have, yeah. <laughs> Mitch and I have never had debt on our business, which I'm really, really proud of. And it's because wow, we, yeah. had, we had the direct debit from the boot camp of paying members before we signed the lease. And when we paid that bond, which was three months up front, scary decision, we had money to pay for the bond from our members. So Yeah, that's that, exactly that me too. I had that yeah. too. I never did the exact same thing. Yeah. And I can't imagine like opening up a gym, being 50 grand in debt, and then having to spend more money on advertising, more money on equipment, to then find out that the fit out is going to be 100,000 more than you thought. Because believe it or not, I have heard that from some franchisees where – Yep, to opens 50 grand, they end up paying 150. And then you start day one with your gym in such a such a scarcity mindset where you are scared to invest one more dollar wow. until you start throwing money back out. I didn't, you know what, that's true. I had some two guys, they, they think they've actually just opened the gym now. They've done really well, but they were telling me, they were asking me questions when I did it about loans and all of this stuff to, to pay, I guess, for the fit out and for the equipment and then, I was in the same position as you. I already had everything ready. I'd done it. Like I didn't um, have to get that loan or whatever because I was started already at the garage because I already started. So, yeah, that's a really yeah. good point that you said. And back to my love affair with the word boot camp, we used, <laughs> open, we used to open a boot camp and we'd have six kettlebells. Literally, we had six eight-kilo kettlebells. We'd open up a brand-new location. Because the people that were attracting, they weren't there for the barbells. They weren't there for the rigs. They weren't there for the concept to rowers, the bikers. They were there to have fun. And when people, right. first, when people first start, you give an overweight lady 12 air squats, her legs are going to be fucking burning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Wooby, you don't need the I barbell. Love I love it. so true. It's yeah. true. And that's where, like, <laughs> yeah, so we used to open up a brand new location for under five thousand dollars. So yeah. we would run out a community hall, like as indoor sports center. We would buy our six kettlebells from Kmart, and then we'd spend literally the four thousand eight hundred on Facebook ads. And then the wow. same way we've done it with you, we would run like a twenty-eight day beginner boot camp, and we'd open up with 50, 60, 70, 80 members, and then probably seventy percent would stay after. Then we'd have a grand opening day and we get those boot camps to 100 members within a couple of months. And that is literally like what got us our gyms and where we are today. Wow, that's awesome. What a story. That's so Pamela, It works. It does. It does. And more importantly, like I'm sure it wouldn't work somewhere. And if you're mm. not investing that much money and it doesn't work, it's not going to send you fucking bankrupt. Right? And, and, and I think like whenever, whenever you make a decision, whenever you like put money down, they, for me and Mitch personally, I'm not sure about you, but we always go like, well, what is the worst case scenario? 
Like what is the absolute worst that can happen? Right. So you think what's the worst and then you calculate it. Well, yeah, like because if you if you and I'm not saying franchises are bad, but if you sign a franchise five years, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, the worst case is very, very bad. So we're eight years in business today. I've never met another gym owner that's been in business for eight years. So five years is a big commitment. Absolutely. And can I just touch on that? Because what you just said made me realize I was looking into before I done boot camp to you because obviously I'm trying to build up my name instead of building up F45. What is that one? BFT. But I thought, should I open up one of those or should I just stick with my own name and my own brand? This was the thing. And I was like, number one, you've got to spend all that money on that. Number two, you're not flexible what you can do because it's got to be under the rules of that. So that's the thing that really got me, the, like the rules that you have to do it exactly the way that person does. I was like, hell no, hell no, that's not you the way I was. You wouldn't be able to paint your walls, Pamela. That's why I was like, hell no, I'm not doing it. Even if it takes twice the amount of time, I would actually rather have that flexibility. So that's really what pushed me. Yeah. And this isn't the Bash Franchise podcast, but like, I speak to gym owners every day, like 50 gym owners a week. And it will blow you away, Pamela, that some gyms have 200 plus members and they're not profitable, which is crazy, like crazy. Really? Because because they, the majority of franchises, they also, not, they don't make you, but they recommend that you sign your lease next to a Westfield or next to a Stocklands. So sometimes the rent can be 40, 50, 60, 70, 100 grand a year. And then in some franchises, you have to have two staff on for every session, right? So like the whole idea of having 200 members, the whole idea of having 200 members and earning XMA in revenue, it's just a vanity number. Like from what I've seen, the majority of well done, well run, sorry, independent studios are more profitable than franchises. And it sounds about right to me when you calculate all of that, what you've just said. Um, yeah. And they need to train and see. Yeah, that makes me happier that I've gone on my own as well. Yeah, and, and, and don't get me wrong, there are some successful franchisees. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Of course. But it's more just like having that control of what you can do for me. It's just so, so important. And the majority of people in business don't get into business because they want to have a boss. Like, I am very, I don't like being well, told further. Can I just tell you, this is going to sound a bit, oh, I'm not embarrassed about it, I don't really care. I got fired at the last two jobs because I just, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want someone telling me what to do. So... When I was doing, I wasn't care. Like what I mean by that is I wasn't, it didn't bother me too much. I didn't put my energy into it because I wasn't caring that much about it. I don't like to be told what to do. I like to be the one in control. So it was, I literally started my own business because I was like, no, nah, I don't want to be told what to do by these people. Yeah, of And that's what pushed and then, me. And then you realise your clients that's and your the bosses truth. and you like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. One thing that I want to talk to you about is something that I've got no experience doing, and I think our audience will find it valuable. Inside your Bootcamp to You studio, you also have a dance component. How do you run that? What do you charge for it? Is it direct debit? And how have you grown that? Because I've got no idea. Okay. <laughs> so we have the dancing. We we do. Um, I 
have a hip hop teacher, heels class, which heels dancing, twerk, Latin fever, and samba. So just recently, actually in September, we're going to be starting a, a dance timetable, which cool. we, a dance only timetable, which we haven't done. We've only been marketing it per class set amount of people book that class out and that's basically maybe once or twice a month and we'll get about 20 30 people per class um, which is so fun that we do and i thought and me and adam which is uh the other dance teacher had a discussion we thought well there is a like just like there's people that love boot camp and they just like training there's a different type of people that just like dancing and they're doing dancing for fun for confidence to um, learn how to dance different reasons but similar and there's people that want to do that on a weekly basis so that's yeah. why we're going to start a timetable um for that as well and it's going to be on a weekly basis too so it's going to start off with maybe four or five classes a week and then which will be around 25 to 30 dollars a week um and you can do all of them uh or for the month paid up front at that price so yeah that's what we're doing. So there's That's three cool. teachers that we do, we teach different um, dances. Hopefully, you know that'll be successful, and then we'll add more. But we're just going to start with four, three, four classes a week, and go from there. You can do it the same way. The 28 day learn to dance exactly. challenge. Same way. I was going to ask you about it. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it after. Powder, <laughs> I'm getting um, I'm getting married November nine. And literally, my oh, biggest wow. fear, my biggest fear on planet Earth is the first dance. Oh, terrible. Oh, I imagine true. all of our friends and family watching me just bumble around and look oh. foolish. I'm going to have to join your direct debit dance membership <laughs> and get started. Yeah, you know what I've done for because I teach one-on-one stuff. I've done for a couple. I taught, I made up a dance for their wedding. You know Did when you really? um yeah, no, I actually did. Um, they, we did like a, like a salsa style for their wedding and they performed it in front of their at their wedding. They performed it. Not my that friend, long, it was about one minute long. Yeah, yeah, my friend fine. Tom, my friend Tom, very pretentious, he got dance lessons and did the full dirty dancing routine and I'm not doing that. Oh, wow. That, that's fun. Yeah. yeah, see, that's what it's about, like having fun, putting on a show, basically, putting on a show for everyone. Yeah, I That's tell Mitch is. everything. I tell Mitch everything. And the only thing I haven't told him is what our first dance song is. It's a secret, but it is one of oh. my favorite. It is one of my favorite rappers of all time. It is a dirty song that I love that's going oh. to offend the entire audience. Are you doing <laughs> that's it's not, it's my, it's my wedding. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's funny though. They'll yeah. just represent you, so that's even better. <laughs> yeah. I, love well, Pam, I want to talk about how we kind of met each other and I kind of want to map out what we did because I think it's really, yes. really special and I think every gym owner who wants to open up a brand new gym or start a group component should follow this exact blueprint. So 100%. we met probably maybe eight weeks ago, 10 weeks ago, um, and you were really into your personal training. You were quite busy there and you wanted to launch a brand new group fitness program. But the fear is, well, what if you commit to this large timetable? What if some of your PT clients start doing that? What if we don't fill it? And then what if you're stuck fulfilling this timetable that has no members in it? A very reasonable fear. And yeah. what we kind of came up with together was, well, let's do a 28-day beginner boot camp. We picked a date. It was July 10. 
and let's run this thing like it's a brand new location, a brand new boot camp in a brand new area. Really proud to say we sent you 36 clients over like a six week period. So Pamela, tell me about that experience. Like what's it like in okay. class, the referrals you got, you had an open day. Let's talk through it all. Okay, so obviously I was looking into, you know, wanting to do some type of marketing for to start the classes and grow them. And um, I came across you on Instagram and it was like you were talking to me through that camera. And I was like, this guy knows what he's talking about with marketing. This guy knows how to market because he's talking to me and he knows he's. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I need to talk to him. So I had the call with you. You told me we went through it and I thought, you know what, what's the, like what you just said, what's the worst I can lose, you know what, on Facebook ads or whatever I've done, you know, it can either work or it cannot work. Um, he seems like, what he, you know, have some faith in you. And so anyway, you did follow through what you said and it worked. So, you know, we got oh, 30. No, it's awesome. We've got 36 um, new ladies coming in. And we've done the, the, the program. We're actually almost done it now. Next week's the fourth week. And, you know, it's helped so much in that sense. And even since then, just even just through doing that advertising, we've just got more um, leads from those people. We've had more messages, more calls because our names got it out there more. Uh, and, you know, it's worked really, really well. I, I'm not, I would highly recommend people to do it because it works and it's as simple as that. It's, there's, yeah. there's no, the facts don't lie. It works. You try something and it works. That is it. And I, I, would, I would highly recommend it. Not only that, I want to continue doing it. Well, thanks really for that, Pamela. And I try not to plug our own services on our podcast as much as possible, but you are one of our biggest success stories. And I think, a big component of our success is reliant on the actual gym owner having a kick-ass program who generally cares. And when I go through your Instagram, I love the passion I see in studio, how yeah. you are with your ladies. I love your whiteboard with the weight loss results and you're dancing yeah. around. I love what Bootcamp 2U stands for. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And we've almost... We've almost hit the goal that we had in one year. We've already hit it in seven months because I never set a goal. And I thought this year I'm going to set one. We set 150 kilos. We've already done 148 kilos loss. So, so we're going to have to set a higher goal um, because we've done well. And, yeah, so just I think that it's worked really well. Just it's about how you're talking to the audience. Um, and if you know how, if you can market it, your message properly, that it's for women, that it, and you know that's another thing as well. Marketing to particular ladies for the classes—that's something that I didn't do before, and that actually made a big difference as well. Yeah. I have to say, because if you look at competitors in your area, there's thousands of gyms in Preston, but there is only one boot camp that is ladies only that specialises in beginners, is welcoming, truly judgment-free. You have a really culturally diverse population. Yeah, we do. And Mm -hmm. so, so like most of the phone calls that myself and my team have done, we have been asked like, hey, I'm so happy this is women's only. Can we take the burqa off? Right. That's that right. A powerful thing. Yeah, this is what a, a lot in our area, like in Liverpool area, there is a lot of um, Muslim ladies that prefer, you know, to train without men. So it's great that they can come in and they can, you know, feel more comfortable to train. And that's what I find that 
a lot of them are loving it. And even we don't mind, you know, if they have a, like a child and the, the child's fine, they sit in the corner, like there's no problem. We allow that as well. And that's what they like as well. That's what, you know, that's the feedback I'm getting. Yeah. And you know, it's pretty amazing. I'm a white male from Newcastle selling for a gym in Liverpool. Uh, that's pretty amazing if you ask me. The connection. <laughs> yeah. Is it, am I still there? Uh, I can't. I can hear you. I can't see your video. Yeah. What, what's happened there? Hold on. Let me see. I'll try and bring you back. There you are. We're back now. So That's just a, amazing. Yeah. So, so just how I start every phone call, it's in our phone script, is Pamela was going to give you a call, but she's currently busy at the moment. So I thought I might give you a call instead. Is that okay? And they say, okay. And then all of a sudden they forget all about you. Oh, well, yeah. We do. Smarty pants over here. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the most important thing was Pamela was doing PT. She wanted to do a group program. The risk was large timetable. What happens if I don't fill it? What if I'm stuck doing it? I don't want to do that. So we set the time frame 28 days to build excitement around the pre-sale to get people into there. But then more importantly, as always, worst case scenario, if it bombed day 28, Pamela could tell her original members, hey, we're going back to this. This was just a short-term thing. And that is how we covered all of our baskets. We had the opportunity to grow the group program without the risk mm -hmm. of being stuck doing it if it didn't work. And I, I'd be lying, Pamela. Things don't work. Not doesn't always work. So having that backup plan is so important. So, Pamela, what is the next thing for boot camp to use? So obviously, you're doing your dance timetable. And we, we you mentioned the price of it. We need to talk about that. That needs to go higher. But yeah. what's the next six months, 12 months look like for boot camp to you? Well, I want to go into a new location, similar to what you were just saying. That's the idea I've had in my head, to start up a second um, boot camp in a new location with a new trainer slowly, like maybe in a park or in a hall, and slowly build that one up and then eventually get another um, studio as well. But building up in another area, not too far from where we are now, but just in another area and growing. I, I want the community side of it, and I really love what you – that's why I love the way you were saying with your boot camps where you did it community aspect where you know monthly get together do it and that's what we do once a month we actually have club size which is where you know it's free for the members they can come in it's an hour dance fitness class we turn the lights off we give them pre-workout shots glow sticks it's fun it's different you can you know the lights are off it's, and it's, it's just fun it's just like expressing yourself doesn't matter and you get a really good workout so doing stuff like that and just growing it we also do coaching here, like mindset coaching. So we're doing that as well. Um, you know, we're doing group sessions for coaching. We're doing one on the 7th of August, um, yep. 7.30 till 9 p.m. We're doing that. And we're doing that in like in the studio. And it's going to be really powerful because a lot of people, the thing that's holding them back is themselves. So we've caught it what's holding you back from being you. Because a lot of the time people are, wanting to do certain things, whether it's business, personal, in their relationship, whatever it is, but there's something that's holding them back. So that's what that coaching session is going to be about. It's going to be really powerful. So you just want to impact people and, you know, push them past their comfort zone mentally and physically. So that's my goal, to just spread the word and grow. One of the best things we ever did in our boot camps were, and we still do them to this day, we got one in September, mm -hmm. we run an annual charity trivia night. 
So our members get behind the cause. It's horrible, but often there's some member in our locations that have a sick relative or they're going through something. So we will often raise money for that person or I choose and it's Dog Rescue Newcastle. We mm-hmm. hire out a lease club, like Meriwether Lease Club. We get the room for free because it's for charity. We charge $40 per head. We get 200 people in that room. So we make eight grand on the entry fees alone. And then we have games all night. So number one, we're raising money for a good cause. Number two, our members have a great night together. Helps with community, helps with retention. And three, just why not? Like you have as a gym yeah, as a gym owner, as a personal trainer, we all have massive networks. So let's put it together. And it's something the members can be proud of. Like we have these big checks written up and they're on the walls in the gym. So I recommend anyone listening, organize an annual charity at Trivia Night. Mitch and I hosted ourselves. We write the questions. They're pretty easy. And we just get absolutely tanked on stage and have a great night. And you I think it's I think it's also good that members see you in your own element after a couple of drinks, maybe sometimes. Yeah, you know what? That sounds awesome. I would I'm gonna put that on my list to do something like that for a good cause and everything. Absolutely. Well, Pamela, your video is cutting up, your audio is not great. Let's end it. Thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it, and I look forward to talking to you soon.